Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast, and this is a momentous moment for us as we are starting up our very first video podcast. So we're going to have some some glitches, I'm sure, and some maybe things we weren't prepared for, but we'll see how it goes. As you can see, our setup is a little basic. Uh, we're still working out all the design and you know just trying to get it all tweaked to the best of our ability to, so it looks really good, but... This is a start. This is our first episode, our first video episode. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, my name's Justin, and I have my fellow clone trooper with me, Aiden. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. We're excited for this podcast. Yeah. So we'll be reviewing Bad Batch, uh, episode four, called Cornered. We've done the previous three episodes, and those are just audio podcasts. So definitely check those out on our website or go to tcn.fm. And you can find those ones there on the audio. We may transition them to video at some point just to have pictures and the audio on YouTube. But uh, we'll see how this goes and go from here. So thanks for joining us once again. And we will talk about uh, Cornered. Um, The last episode was kind of more self-contained in the sense that the Bad Batch was stuck on this moon and they had to retrieve their parts. And so we learned some things that way. But for for this, it starts out once again on their um, their ship. They're all sitting there and trying to figure out what's next for them to do. Uh, it looks like they're. It starts out. They're running out of fuel. They got to find some somewhere to refuel and get some provisions and. Um. Uh, yeah, another thing they're talking about is they have Republic credits, which are no longer good. Um, in the last episode, you saw um, like Imperial officers in a hologram talking about how you can switch out your Republic credits for new Imperial credits free of charge, mm-hmm. um, courtesy of the Imperial government, the new Empire. But they can't do that because they're deserters. So they're kind of out of luck there. Yeah. Uh, looks like they're heading to Pantora, and if you remember from the Clone Wars, that's the planet of the blue skin people. That's not like Ala Secura, the Jedi, but the um, the ambassador. They went to that Hoth-like planet, the snowy planet. Yeah, you see them in the Senate usually. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the movies, you mm-hmm. see them. Yeah, but not everyone on this planet is blue skinned, which I found interesting. I thought it would be. Kind of very homogenous, but it's not. I guess that's kind of like Mon Calamari, how you see different species there. Yeah, definitely. So, um, they in these first couple episodes, they spend a lot of time on their ship, which is, I guess, is natural, trying to find a place to, to hide out and everything. But uh, it feels kind of enclosed. They feel like they're um, pretty... You uh, always see a spaceport. <laughs> in, in the beginning of an episode yeah that's true it starts in their ship and then you go to a spaceport and that's that's the beginning of every bad batch episode yeah. so far yep that's where the fun begins <laughs> so yeah it's like a fantasy series whenever they go to the group goes to an inn that's when something happens <laughs> yeah they always got to pay the docking fee mm-hmm. um i remember in knights of the old republic i've been playing that recently you do the same thing. Every time you go to a new planet, you land, you got to pay a docking fee. Right. 
Yeah, I remember that. And everyone, tri- everyone tries to get out of it, too. And <laughs> yeah. you have the option to get out of it. And in here, they keep trying to get out of it, too. Yeah. But they're able to pay with Republic credits, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> for now. Um, we see a new species. Maybe it's an Ugnaught? I don't know. What Looks do like the same species as Nianum in uh, the yeah. uh, original trilogy. Yeah. And the sequel trilogy, but looks like the same species there he's got like the not gills but like it those bags know. under his eyes yeah those huge ones yeah uh-huh. but he does something interesting he uh reaches out to a new character at least in this series i think this is the first time we're introduced to her chronologically in the story yeah and in animated series as well mm-hmm. yeah so she reaches out to um ming na win's character yeah, Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan. And she, she's a bounty hunter at this time. And the docking agent, he recognizes that, hey, these guys are wanted men. And so he reaches out to her and says, hey, I got something for you. Yeah. I don't know if it's explained how he knew to call Ming-Na Wen or <laughs> Fennec Shan. But uh, that's what the story happens or happens in the story. So... Uh, Tex got some new gear. Yeah. Echo. Yeah, Echo looks like he's a droid. I think that's kind of part of his plot point in this episode is his disguise. You know, since he's already got everything up there, it's kind of going to be out of place. So he goes full on droid mode and disguises that way. And later on, you see it kind of bite him in the butt, but also save the Bad Batch at the same time. Yeah. Goes really well with his arm because a lot of droids have the little thing on their arm that they like R2 and Chopper mm-hmm. most notably. Yeah. So the group, they go into town, do some shopping, scouting, and they're just trying to check things out. The empire's there. Um, they're looking around, make sure everything's kosher. There's some side of, some sort of celebration going on. So they're trying to mix in. They got some cover where, um, you know, there's a lot of people around, so they they can walk about freely. Yeah, so they're all celebrating the end of the war, the yeah. Clone War. And I guess I um, I remembered wrong. I had watched this episode previously, so I thought it was in the last episode. But it's in this episode where they have Republic credits that they can convert to Imperial credits. And that's kind of where um, they're at right here. It's um, basically the Empire trying to make themselves look like the heroes right now which mm-hmm. in a sense they are yeah in some ways i'm sure for some planets who are under the rule of the separatists they're they're better off at least initially mm-hmm. so but pantora pantera they were um they were part of the republic yeah they already had the clone troopers and everything stationed there mm-hmm. i like how they're revisiting a lot of the old um not necessarily old, the, the planets we saw in the Clone Wars and how, you know, they're fleshing out those those planets, those cities, those peoples, and just making it more Star Wars than just this one-off from this one series five years ago or whatever. Yeah, and I think we all know what we're kind of referring to with the sequel series, mm-hmm. trying to give us more desert planets instead yeah. of just going to the ones we know. Yeah. But it's nice to go back to what we do know, Um like, there's no need for expansion when we already have stuff. 
that's my take at least mm-hmm. it's cool to see new planets and we're going to see new planets in this series and you know like the mandalorian and mm-hmm. other series and movies that could come up but definitely it's nice to go back at least for the nostalgia feeling mm-hmm. yeah it's always fun to go back to tatooine uh but to see these new ones as well is, is pretty cool especially since star wars is such a like i think star wars favorite thing to do is do callbacks mm-hmm. yeah they gotta do it right though um they do it just to do it with no purpose or is not part of the story then it's not gonna work yeah but i don't think they've really done that yet like i haven't felt that this place that they revisited was just because it was you know part of the story and fit in well with what was happening yeah so. i think most of the time they do it they definitely don't hurt mm-hmm. by doing that yeah so omega she's kind of bored she's got this stormtrooper toy and uh she meets up with these little pets these animals and they steal her toy so she's chasing off from into the crowd even <laughs> when hunter's back is turned and so he was like, hey, what happened to Omega? And then we see a shot of Fennec Shand kind of off in the corner in the shadows watching them. And she sees Omega take off. Hunter turns around and he's like, hey, where is she? So she, he has to search and try and find her. Yeah. And, you know, it's classic Omega fashion to just run off and do yeah. what she does. She wants to be part of the group. She wants to be responsible, be more uh, involved. But then she does things like this where she's just like, Look, there's this animal. I'm going to go chase it. I mean, the animal does steal her toy that she just got, so you got to have some (laughs) sympathy there. Yeah. She got that new Black Series uh, 501st Clone Trooper, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stolen right after she got it, so got to chase it down. But she meets up with uh, Fennec Shand, and uh, they start talking. With, I mean, she doesn't really know anybody, so a stranger coming up to her and helping her out is, you know, she doesn't seem intimidating or menacing. So, you know, why not trust her and get the help that you need? Yeah. I mean, she's on a foreign planet. She's coming up to help her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, here we have Echo. He's, um, going off to meet with a bunch of droids. He's undercover in his droid costume. Um, And the protocol droid there figures it out that he's undercover and he's trying to hide something. So he's going to report him, but then he shows him his blaster. He's like, no, you're not doing anything like that. Yeah. Um, So I guess the significance was that they used um, Echo as like a bartering tool. They they sold him essentially, mm-hmm. except he's not a droid to be sold. Yeah, um, so that's <laughs> that's why he's kind of rebelling there because he can. Yeah. So, Fennec Shand and Omega strike up conversations. They're she's trying to get him to trust her, um, and they are on a little side trip together. But then she sees that you know she's got a, a blaster. Which I don't, I mean, who wouldn't carry a blaster? She goes with the bad patch everywhere. They all are <laughs> yeah. literal soldiers. <laughs> yeah. So she's a little worried about that. But um, they steal some fruit and 
um, tells them, hey, it's okay to break the rules sometimes. <laughs> so not the best role model, but uh, she's trying to get on her good side. Yeah, and here she's talking to her. She asks if she's a soldier, which makes sense because she travels with soldiers. And she asks that because she says, um, I saw your blaster. You got to be a soldier. Mm-hmm. And with Fennec Shand being introduced here, uh, this is after we've seen them, her in The Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. So do you feel like they're trying a little too hard maybe to retcon this and be like, hey, She's been around for a long time. Look, here she is in this new series. Where does it feel organic to you? Um, Both. Um, I think it's very convenient that they have this bounty hunter that so happens to be after Revenge of the Sith, Mm -hmm. or Return of the Jedi, and right after Revenge of the Sith. And Mm -hmm. she looks and sounds exactly the same. But they do that all the time. So, I mean, they have Boba Fett also doing the same thing pretty much you know he's a boy in the clone wars but um he's still a bounty hunter all the way through so i guess why can't fennec also be like that Mm -hmm. yeah i mean she's only been around a couple years at most as a character and so they gotta establish this backstory yeah they gotta bring her in have her do some stuff so that it's understandable I think I would have appreciated her just to stay live action. I think it's cool that they brought her in. Um, And throughout the series, we see her a few more times. But I don't know. I think she was in live action. She should stay in live action. And that's not um, a dig at Ming Nguyen or or Dave Filoni or anything. It's just um, I don't see any reason why she should be in the Bad Batch. I don't think there's a reason necessarily she shouldn't be in the bad batch either it's just kind of a random thing to put her in instead of bringing someone in that we know like r singh or um you know someone else like that another bounty hunter that's already been Bosk. animated yeah boss dengar uh-huh Enbo. Mm-hmm. Enbo, yeah someone like that yep so um Hunter does track Omega down, sees her with Fennec Shan, and they, uh, he tells her, hey, that's, you know, that's one of my people. Stop, and they fight. And Fennec actually has the upper hand on him, it uh, looks like, and then the local police show up, and Fennec Shan runs off. Mm-hmm. And they're able to get back together with Omega. So that's not the last time we're going to see her here. Um, she's pretty bent on <laughs> getting Omega. It's yeah. very obvious that she's there for Omega, not really for the rest of the Bad Batch. Yeah. So, do you think um, she initially was after the Bad Batch and then she saw Omega? Or is just Omega is the one that has the bounty? I think it's just Omega that has the bounty because I know the Kaminoans don't really care about the rest of the Bad Batch. If they're alive or dead or not. Mm-hmm. But they do care if Omega's alive because they want her DNA so that they can like going back to the last episode so they can keep working with the empire and keep their livelihood. And that all depends on Omega. So mm-hmm. they want her bad. Yeah. They need her. Yep. So again, it plays into the mystery of Omega. Who is she? What purpose does she serve? And where is she going in this series and what her important importance is. So I like that mystery. Um, they do have to drag it out for the whole season. They can't <laughs> reveal 
They'll probably drag it out next season too. Mm-hmm. But they can't just reveal it up front. So, but so Omega, she she had ran off when uh, Hunter and Fennec Chan were fighting. She's out down in the sewers, and Wrecker's able to track her down and and get her. But then Fennec Chan shows up in the sewers. She's right back where she needs to be. Yep. So her and Wrecker go at it, and Wrecker's pretty big dude. He's pretty strong, and um, see how this fight goes. I mean, Fennec's really fast, so I think we we know how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just one hit to the head, and he's done. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a little... It's always much. the small characters, like with Ahsoka and Asajj Ventress, and they're always fighting the big guys and somehow win super quickly. I have no problem with them winning, but <laughs> yeah, it's always so fast. Yeah, Fennec dodges the punch and slams his head into the wall. Yeah, with a helmet on, and he's out. That's uh-huh. a, little, a little quick, but um, yeah, he's out of commission. Fennec <laughs> chasing down uh, Omega, trying to get her, and. Um, we, we know that uh, she's not going to get captured and taken back to the Kaminoans, you know, in the fourth episode. She's going to escape somehow. But uh, it's a nice little adventure. Keeps us on our toes. Yeah. We definitely don't know how it's going to go throughout the episode, which I think keeps us un- enough of the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Echo, or rather Tech, is in his little command center on the ship with using hacking all the cameras in the city and trying to find Omega. That's how Wrecker was able to get her in the, in the sewers. But uh, he sees that she's climbed up in this tower and she's actually hanging off the edge now. And Fennec Shan's coming up. And as she's about to fall, Fennec grabs her and... Um, Saves her, basically. Which is weird, because she initially shot at Omega that knocked her off the edge. So I don't know <laughs> what that was about. But um, but they end up falling into a transport just a few feet below. Hunter's on his speeder bike that he stole, chasing him down. <laughs> and Yeah, so I think Fennec definitely knows what she's doing. She's trying her best to take Omega alive. She doesn't want anything to happen to her, because... A, I think it's because she's a kid, second, because she needs, the bounty is probably for her to be alive. Yeah. Um, so I think she's shot at her, but not to kill her. Um, okay. My thoughts. Mm-hmm. So this chase ensues, uh, reminiscent of episode two's Coruscant chase where they're in speeders. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some good callbacks there. And... You know, they're jumping from ship to ship, stuff's flying off, and they're dodging the debris, like Hunter, those who are chasing him. But uh, he's able to catch up to her and rescue her before anything bad happens. But obviously the police find out, and they're tracking her down too. Yeah. So. Something this also reminds me of is Fennec's just appearance overall reminds me a lot of zam wessel from Mm -hmm. attack of the clones yeah um mostly i guess with the the full face covering going across and the long hair in the back but and i guess also because they're on speeder bikes (laughs) it's kind of just really reminiscent of the whole thing 
Yeah. And she's pretty good bounty hunter as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah, like the bounty hunters do end up playing a big role in Star Wars. Uh, I don't think we saw, well, we saw Ara Singh in episode one, but she didn't really do anything. It was just like a quick shot in the pod race. But episode two, we see some bounty hunters. I think they really get into the story at that point. And then obviously in the Clone Wars, there's whole storylines about them. So, so much. Mm-hmm. Which I think is great because, like, they do really play a big role. And you see some people become bounty hunters. Some people, you know, run from bounty hunters. Yeah. And it makes sense because the galaxy is a huge place. And they can't expect the government to go down everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they're always are in the neutral as far as, like, they're not with the good guys. They're not with the bad guys. Sometimes they side with them but then they leave them so they're always you know changing you never know are they gonna be honorable in this moment like with especially with hondo and Naka, he's more of a pirate but the kind of morals the are where the money is yeah and that was always a fun story to mix that in with the the goodness of the jedi and the evil of the, the sith and just have characters that are both you know Got yeah them. and you see hondo's friendship with obi-wan how it's never really a bad thing between yeah. them, but you definitely see them not be on the same time quite a few times. Yeah. But they are always friends yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan never takes him in, brings him in, or kills him or anything, and Hondo never kills him. They just hey, it's, yeah. it's this friendly it's, competition throughout the whole series. It's a mutual agreement not to kill each other. Yeah. So that's good. I kind of want to see a bounty hunter live action show i thought we'd get that with um maybe the mandalorian or boba fett yeah i was hoping we would see that in boba fett because that's what we knew him as before the show Mm -hmm. that's what we were introduced to him as at the very beginning um and then later on we find out he was a soldier but he's still always a bounty hunter but then in this it's kind of just Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah so omega's able to meet up with hunter or hunter he's able to get her on the speeder bike and they escape back to their ship and they take off and they're talking about phoenix shand that obviously she's a bounty hunter she's after him so um i think the the purpose of this episode is basically to introduce phoenix shand mm-hmm. because the meat of this episode is phoenix shand is after omega but they escape that's it i think yeah that and then on top of that also not introducing but kind of continuing the fact that omega is really important to the kaminoans because they need her dna or whatever but it just kind of pushes the narrative forward that she's really special and um we don't know why yet but yeah um important enough for bounty hunters to go after her and right. take her alive right because she easily could have killed her she had so many oh, yeah. opportunities so yes yeah. obviously they need her to be alive plus it's a animated disney plus show they can't kill again <laughs> yeah they're not gonna kill the star who's <laughs> a child yeah but yeah i think we're introduced to fennec shan see her capabilities uh this came out right after mandalorian season two when Fennec Shan was brought back into the story. Yeah, so, with Boba Fett. Boba Fett. So there's some symmetry there, and I I can appreciate that. 
I mean, if they would have brought in uh, the Bad Batch into a book of Boba Fett, there's <laughs> some speculation there. Um, that would have been awesome. So I can appreciate, you know, bringing these animated characters um, into the live action. We saw that with Cad Bane and we've seen that with Ahsoka. So I like it. I think it's good. Um, and like we said, it's a little forced, but it still makes sense that she's in this episode. But I'm overall, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I personally would have appreciated another bounty hunter, any other bounty hunter, but um, I think this is okay. Yeah, yeah. So Bad Batch escape with Omega. They're heading off somewhere else. Next week's episode will reveal that. We'll start off with them parking in a docking station <laughs> and yeah, paying a docking fee, and we'll be right back at it. Yeah. So that was cornered, uh, alluding to Omega was cornered by Phoenix Shand. Pretty mm-hmm. simple. Next episode is Rampage. This one's a good one. Mm, yeah. Give us a preview of what happens there. So this one, they previously, or I don't, have they met, um, what's her face yet? Mm. This is the episode um, where they meet, um, I can't remember her name, but they meet someone and this is how they get money and yeah. their livelihood essentially after yeah it's a it's like pat or something yeah something just basic name but we will find out next week <laughs> yeah. so stay tuned we'll rewatch the episode <laughs> and, um talk about it but yeah we're this is kind of they instead of being in their ship all the time they're able to have like a home base yeah they operate from and they definitely gain some momentum and in the mm-hmm. series, you see some sort of plot forming, some sort of direction. Yeah. Yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, they were just, you know, they had to leave Camino or else they were going to get killed. So they were trying to find, they went to cut Laquan's place. It didn't work out there. So they're trying to find, you know, where they can hang their hat, basically. So it's going to take a couple episodes. I think that's pretty, a pretty organic story there. We're going to see, I think it's in this episode, either this one or the next one, we're going to see a character return. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty famous character, if you ask me. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Good episodes next. So this one was a little, nah, it was all right. Probably give it a six or seven. Good stuff, but overall just mm, not a lot of meat to the story. Pretty basic. I would say this is a certified filler episode. <laughs> the filler episode label. <laughs> yeah, there are some filler episodes, and uh, that's fine. Last episode, I for the Bad Batch, they had filler scenes for the Bad Batch, but there was still stuff going on there Yeah, outside of the Bad Batch that actually kept you engaged, moved the plot forward. This one, I don't see much plot. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, it's just kind of another, oh, we're can't stay here we got to keep moving mm-hmm. and we had filler episodes in the clone wars that first season where they're trying yeah. to find their momentum and their yeah angle or whatever i'm not saying filler episodes are bad right um they're entertaining you got to appreciate the animation and the mm-hmm. the work that goes into them we got introduced or it it sets stuff up but you don't know that yet until later on in the season. Yeah. Yep. So 
Thank you for joining us here on the Credible Nerds Podcast, our first official video <laughs> podcast. As you can tell, we're a little new at this, uh, trying to keep the conversation flowing, yeah. but we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll find our groove just like the Bad Batch, right? We're going to have <laughs> some some missteps along the way, but we appreciate you watching and stay tuned for our next episode of the, our reviews of the Bad Batch and episode five, Rampage. Check out our podcast on tcn.fm as well as go to our website, CredibleNerds.com and check out our social media accounts. Follow us there. Join us on the conversation. Just do a search for Credible Nerds and you'll find us. So thanks for watching and we'll catch you next time. And may the force be with you. May the force be with you.